to help us um, maybe appreciate this feast day a little more, let's, um, let's kind of dive into the Bible a little bit just to refresh our memory on where the Holy Spirit is, but maybe not is named. If we can remember um, at the beginning in Genesis where it talks about God creating things, our biblical understanding as Christians when we look back on the Old Testament is that we understand that God is a trinity of persons. Jesus reveals God as a trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So when we read the Old Testament, we can understand that God is there in a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit way. But we have to look and listen because the Word will reveal that. In the beginning, it says God created. He breathed on the waters and things came to be. A word in Greek translated spirit is breath. And so when we hear God breathing in all of creation, God breathed and things came to be, we understand that the Spirit of God is there. Holy Spirit's there at the beginning of time. We also understand the Spirit as fire. We know at Pentecost that God descended down from heaven in tongues of fire. But God was in the Old Testament in the form of the Spirit. I want to read this to you. This is from Exodus chapter 19, verse 17. So Moses, we know the story. Moses is leading the Israelites uh, from Egypt, the 12 tribes, um, through the desert. And there's a point where Moses is going to be receiving the Ten Commandments. And so they go to Mount Sinai, and this is the account. Verse 17, chapter 19. Moses led the people out of the camp to meet God, and they stationed themselves at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was all wrapped in smoke, for the Lord came down upon it in fire. So, Holy Spirit in Genesis, we see the Holy Spirit present in breath. God breathed and things were created. When Moses was going to receive the Ten Commandments, the 12 tribes of Israel are gathered around the mountain. God comes down from heaven in the form of fire, and God gives his people the Ten Commandments. He gives them the law. Well, on this Feast of Pentecost, it said in our Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, it says, when the Feast of Pentecost was fulfilled, so all of the church was gathered in Jerusalem for this feast. Literally, it's called Pentecost. It's the, one, of the, um, one of the feast days of the Jewish people. It's called the um, Feast of Weeks. They would come, and uh, it was a celebration of the barley um, the harvest of barley. And so they were all in Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost. And it says that a violent wind came upon them, opened up the doors, and the Lord descended upon them in tongues of fire. To the Jewish person, to the Jewish um, mentality, they would remember God took the form of fire. In today's gospel, it says Jesus 
came into the room and it says he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit, breath. When we receive the breath of God, something is created, something is formed anew. And so in our responsorial psalm, we say, Lord, send forth your spirit and renew the face of the earth. God's breath being sent upon the church, the fire of God coming upon us, God wanting to renew us. That's exactly what we're praying for today, for God to renew us, for God to make us new. Think about that word, to renew, to make new again, to bring a freshness upon something. Something is added that restores and refreshes, realivens. For us who have been baptized, for us who have received the gift of confirmation, we are praying that the Spirit of God would come and renew us. And for those of you who are going to be confirmed today, you are asking God to come and send His Holy Spirit upon you, the gifts of the Holy Spirit to renew you, to refresh you, and more importantly, to set your hearts on fire. What does this mean? What does this mean to be set on fire? Perhaps we can argue that Jesus, his heart was on fire. I don't know if you um, look at the sacred heart of Jesus that often. We have an image of the sacred heart kind of on our back altar. The image of the sacred heart is always depicted with fire coming from it. The heart of Jesus on fire. Why is Jesus' heart on fire? His heart is on fire because he desires to consume you and me. He desires to bring us into his life, to rescue us from darkness. Fire is purifying. Fire is consuming With God, God is not threatening to consume us. He wants to consume us and burn away anything that is not of him in our lives. To set us on fire for love of him and the things of God. And his intention to set us on fire is to give us the same desires that he has for us to set us on fire for others so that we can go into the world and be other Christs, to be on fire for other people. And so today we celebrate the birth of the church, the birth of God sending his Holy Spirit upon the early church, the 12 apostles, right? There were 12 tribes of Israel. God came down in fire. Now there are 12 apostles in the upper room. God comes down in fire, but God just doesn't come over them. God comes and it says, enters into them. The disciples received the Holy Spirit. The fire of God came inside of them. Their hearts were set on fire. Why? This is important. I want to show you a quote from the Catechism. 
This is from the Catechism. It's the basic teachings of our faith. It says this, Jesus gives the Holy Spirit by breathing on his disciples. From this hour onward, the mission of Christ and the Spirit becomes the mission of the church. It's important for us to hear. Jesus was on fire for us. That's what led him to the cross to die for us. But his mission and the mission of the Holy Spirit, as Jesus breathes on the apostles, as Jesus will breathe upon you, those of you to be confirmed today, as Jesus breathes on you, Jesus' mission and the Holy Spirit's mission becomes our mission. The Holy Spirit wants to set our hearts on fire so that we can be sent into the world as Jesus is sent. The quote goes on to to quote today's gospel in paragraph 730. As the Father has sent me, even so I send you. That's what Jesus tells his disciples. Receive the Holy Spirit. As the Father has sent me into the world to proclaim the good news, to tell all of you that God has come to be with us, to save us, so you are to go into the world. For those of you who have been a part of our parish for for quite some time, um, you know that we have a mission statement, right? People get tired of mission statements, but we keep saying it over and over again. It's not just Sacred Heart's mission statement. It's the mission of Jesus that he gives to the church. As the Father sends me, so I send you, and I give you the Holy Spirit to go into the world and to share the good news. Be missionary. To be missionary means to be sent. A missionary is someone who is sent. A disciple is a follower of Jesus, and a missionary disciple is a follower of Jesus who is sent into the world. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And, and the early disciples were nervous. They were anxious. Well, Lord, and Jesus says, be not afraid. Be not afraid. I will give you the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so for those of you who maybe are wondering, well, do I have the gifts? Have I received gifts? The catechism goes on to say this in paragraph 1304. The effect of the sacrament of confirmation, those of you who have been confirmed and those of you who will be confirmed today, the effects of the sacrament of confirmation is the special outpouring of the Holy Spirit as once granted to the apostles on the day of Pentecost. The same Spirit, the same effects that had that the Holy Spirit had on the early church is the same spirit and power that we receive in confirmation. It's the same power that you're going to be receiving today. It goes on to say in paragraph 1303, confirmation gives us a special strength of the Holy Spirit to spread and defend the faith by word and action as true witnesses of Christ. Special strength to spread and defend the faith. To go into the world as Christ has, so we are sent. Why? To renew the face of the earth. To renew. To speak into people's lives who are dry, who are arid, who are listless, who are hopeless. You know, we always, I hear it more and more as we look at the news and we look at the world, people are more and more commenting 
gosh, it's just so dark, it's just so drab, it's, it's just so frustrating. What is it gonna look like when my grandkids grow up? What's this world gonna look like? Well, perhaps we can say those sentences without thinking about the hope that God gives us. Jesus gave us light and truth and power so that we are not afraid of what might happen in the world. He actually gave us power and strength and wisdom and counsel to go into the world, despite whatever the world offers us, to bring truth and light and hope and renewal. We need not be afraid of what the world might bring. We have the hope that we bring into the world. And we can say, despite what the world offers us, Jesus and the Holy Spirit can renew anything and can renew everything. And so today we pray in a special way for you who will be receiving the sacrament of confirmation. We pray that God may renew your life, may pour out his gifts upon you, but we also pray for ourselves. Please, those of you who are in church and maybe watching at home, pray this simple prayer, come Holy Spirit, come and renew me, come and strengthen me, come and heal me, come and awaken all of the gifts you have given me in confirmation, come and help me trust you, Holy Spirit, and your power. Let's pray that prayer right now in our own hearts, come Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit.